1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: It is day four of Stopping Congress from Screwing Us. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oney. This is Critical Thinking. Let's just dive in on a wonderful, wonderful Friday edition of the show. For those of you who are new here, I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. You can follow me at The Coppins Show, him at The Pat Oni Show. Um, Fridays on the show are usually the Fish Fry Friday. We give you our best and worst stories of the week. We throw the insanity into the fryer at the end, crisp it all up, and and, uh, maybe enjoy the weekend from there. We also crown a Richard of the Week. But before we get into our best stories of the week, our worst stories of the week, we do have to address the elephant in the room. And uh, like I said, the elephant yesterday, right? The Dean GOP chaos saga, the fourth day. and, And I've titled it this way, Pat, right? Day four of stopping Congress from screwing us. That's basically what's going on here, because the House of Representatives cannot do any of its business until they seat a Speaker of the House. And, well, As of right now, we don't know if that's going to happen today or not. We do know that there were long discussions going on all throughout yesterday. We're now on vote 11. That'll happen this morning.
0: I was going to say we went through 10 votes yesterday, right?
2: Yeah, we went 7, 8, 9, and 10 yesterday. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what's going to happen here today. We have no idea if a deal is struck, at least as we are going to record here. I brought this this. Topic up a little bit yesterday, Pat, and I brought up servant leadership. When I look at leadership, why can't McCarthy wrangle this group? It comes down to a statement that was made on Twitter. It's the same thing that I've been talking to you about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on the screen here, and this is from Daryl B. Harrison. And if you're not watching on Rumble, uh, go to our Rumble channel, Rumble.com backslash critical thinking again, Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. But he points out, it's only my opinion, but a real statesman, someone who truly wanted to serve his country and constituents, would have bowed out of the speaker's race before allowing it to go to a 10th vote. That's not evidence of a servant leader, but of a power, power hungry narcissist. I said what I said. He's not wrong. That's exactly right, Pat. For me. That is exactly summing up in like less than 280 characters exactly what I believe to be the 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 issue here. Even if it is a small minority of 10% right of the caucus, okay? If that 10% is telling you vis-à-vis their continual continual voting to not want you into the speakership, wouldn't the prudent thing be to ask of that group, not what can I concede to you, but whom would be acceptable to you? And figure out can that all can that alternative also be acceptable to the people that have supported me throughout this process? Has Kevin McCarthy figured that out? No. He is only interested in his own power. It is it is the representation on his end, of everything that is wrong with Washington, D.C., the broken system that has existed for the last 30 plus years, in my view, at least the last 20. And Kevin McCarthy is part of that problem. That's what he's not understanding, is that these people are not here necessarily looking at this from a perspective of what can we extract from you only because we want to extract it, right? Right. It's because they fervently believe to their core that the system is rotten and you are the representation of that system. He's not looking at this from that perspective, right, Pat? Am I wrong? He's not looking at it from the perspective of, hang on a second, I could still lead, right? Because you don't have to be somebody in that specific position of power to be a leader. You really don't. As I mentioned the other day, leaders lead regardless of a position that or a title that's given to them. Byron Donalds is likely to be a massive leader going forward in the Congress. He is. Why? Because people are gravitating to him as a leader. That's happening. He's running for the head of the Republican House Conference. Right now. He might get that. So my point in all of this is, where does this end with Kevin McCarthy?
0: I don't know that it does. And, and here's the thing. If you if you look back to before this vote even started, all the way back to really November, if not even before that. Yeah, they started I mean, negotiations when, in June. Yeah, he, he, he was to, to show you how power hungry he is. He couldn't even wait until after the election to see what the election results were to announce, hey, I'm going to run for speaker hmm. This man. I mean, th- this has always been his plan for one for when the GOP took majority of the house the entire time. His plan was always to run for speaker thinking, I've got this in the bag. Clearly, no. But mm-hmm. that is so- that is something that someone would do if they're power hungry. Oh, and he's 100%. been power hungry for a long time.
2: And now, if you want a really funny best story of the week, Pat, go check out uh, Rita Panya um, or at Bad Lip Reading on Twitter because the bad lip reading going on with AOC and uh, some of the twenty holdouts on the other side of the aisle one
0: of that, is. The Matt it was
2: one is Matt Gates, but there's there are like four or five of them now, Pat. Oh but, really? Yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, mm. The the bad lip reading. So go check those out if you if you want a fun time um, over the course of this week. But that being said, Pat, your best story of the week because again, my best story was the articulation of servant leadership versus self servant leadership.
0: Hmm. Mm. Um. So my my best story is uh, I'm gonna involve Ron DeSantis. Oh. Um, and so what had happened, um, what, what had happened was, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, lives of TikTok creator. Um, is it, how do you say her name? Is it Shia? Ratchik? I don't know. She was on uh, Tucker Carlson and I guess she got a very stunning offer from governor Ron DeSantis. And I was actually very surprised about this. Um, so she said, when I was doxed, someone from Ron DeSantis' team called me and she said, the governor wanted me to give you a message. He said, if you don't feel safe, you and your family, if you need a place to hide, to stay, you can come to the governor's mansion. Um, we we have a guest house for you. Uh, you can come and stay as long as you need. Um. Yeah. I, I thought that was actually a, um, pretty cool of someone like Ron DeSantis being a leader, extending an olive branch and being like, hey, what, what happened to you is not OK. If you if you need a safe place for a bit, use mm-hmm. this um, surprising a little bit. I I was a little surprised by it personally, but. Um, Yeah, and I guess so, uh, Tucker Carlson asked her, so the governor of Florida said this? And she said, yes, and almost in tears. Um, And were you living in California? Um, I was living in California. Took time out of his, I'm assuming extremely busy schedule to send someone to call me to make sure I'm safe. I don't know I just thought that was Ron DeSantis being more or less a good Samaritan,
2: yeah a hundred percent like so you know the the hidden story in all of these things right is that we are over the course of this week because the oxygen has been sucked out of the room
0: mm-hmm.
2: um by the the historic nature of what's going on right like we haven't seen this in our country since eighteen fifty nine at this point now we do know that um by the way pat did you know this um we the last time the we're not even close to like actual historical numbers of votes for the speaker of the house by the way like not even oh, close yeah. yeah i'm sure not uh we're at like one tenth Mm-hmm. so what we're used to the instant gratification world but um I believe the record is 113 votes and uh, they didn't get seated until March of Ooh. that year. And that's different than the inauguration period changing from March to uh, January because Congress has always been seated at the beginning of a new year, always. Right. Right. The first Monday of the new year is when they get seated. Um. So with that having been said, I, I mean, let's put some perspective on this, the The dichotomy that exists between the the chaos of attempting to get Kevin McCarthy over the finish line right, versus the Ron DeSantis side of things this week. Look at Donald Trump not being able to pull or push Kevin McCarthy over the finish line. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis is over here outside of the fray doing all sorts of good. Being a leader. Being a servant leader and look and it's by not the way, even servant just, i just want to say this real quick yeah. uh servant leadership doesn't mean that there isn't part of a selfish aspect of this servant leadership means that you might get what you are looking for but you do it by serving others
0: before yourself yeah and look being a leader in my in my humble opinion mm-hmm isn't about just leading people that agree with you. It's about being able to extend that olive branch and trying to unite people that may not agree with you all of the time. Mm -hmm. It's about
2: being able to read a room. It's Mm -hmm. about being able to have the people who even don't necessarily like your opinion or you being willing to follow because they can trust that you have their best interests at heart. Servant leadership. Go look it up. Go check it out. Simon Sinek, uh, Bob Chapman. Um, there's some really great stuff out there on it. Go look it up and, and ask yourself, are we electing servant leaders or are we electing narcissists? I would suggest we are electing only narcissists. Um, at this point in time, I, I really don't. I, I see a Chip Roy out there. I see a few other individuals like you look at Lauren Bobert. You look at Matt Gates. Right. Those are examples of narcissists on the other side. Matt Gates voting for Donald Trump twice. Like, they're they're
0: part of the clown show. Yeah. You
2: are a clown. Same with Ooh. you, Lauren Bobert. with um, the dude from Oklahoma suddenly becoming your name. You do realize that he violated the Stock Act. Like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. That's a legitimate consensus candidate. You're out of your ever-loving freaking mind. Now, that having been said, Pat, do we want to go into the B or not the B first? Yes. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and do that.
0: Hit me with the headline, please. Alrighty then. Abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide in twenty twenty two once again. Abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide in twenty twenty two once again. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. Mm-hmm. Why you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks. If you haven't gone to CoffeeBrandCoffee.com yet, you really need to. If you really need that morning, pick me up like I do.
1: You're
0: Go to the morning brand. person. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh unfortunately I, I, I don't get to do that, but many others who can do and should. Um, they've got all sorts of great diff- different flavors over there. Um, if you are not a coffee drinker, they do have tea. They do have hot chocolate, especially this time of year where it's cold. Um, if you have to go out and um, plow your driveway or anything like that, snowblow your driveway, you got to be out in the cold for a while, coming into a nice cup of hot chocolate, mm That's all I can say. And what, pray tell, what uh, what flavor do you have in that coffee cup this morning there, Andrew Coppins? Uh,
2: salted caramel.
0: You have the salted caramel
2: again. All right. From our friends at coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code CriticalThinking for five percent off at checkout again. That is coffeebrandcoffee.com, Critical Thinking promo code at checkout for five percent off.
0: righty then. Abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide in 2022. Once again, Andrew Coppins, is this the B or not the B?
2: This is the not the B. Are you sure? Yeah, I am 100% sure.
0: Mm. It it was a bit of a gimme, but yes, this is not
2: the B. 100% sure. Let that sink in, folks. Abortion was the number one cause of death in the world.
0: Uh, I have some numbers for you on that by the way yeah go ahead because you know i'm a numbers guy Uh uh-huh. <clears throat> well see um with it being the uh number one cause of human death in, in 2022 it was estimated that 44 million dead in the past 12 months which nearly quadrupled the number of global deaths from infectious disease
2: not surprised not surprised in the least because why we have a group of people who are dedicated to quote-unquote population control right look at bill gates look at um look at warren buffett look at um the bilderberg and wef right like look at those groups and asking yourself a simple question do they believe in in um populating or depopulating the world and why it's because they believe that the that climate change is the is the religious morality of the day yep it's insane it's all insane it's all by design folks the people who are most fervent on their pro-abortion stance are the people who actually believe there are too many people on this planet
0: um god's design folks is 44 million people uh because you know we we're always told abortion's supposed to be rare, right? That's not rare, Pat. Yeah. By the just, way, I think
2: just, it was was it last year or the year before? Um the the amount of abortions performed in New York City alone outpaced the number of live births that year
0: in the city. Oh, I don't remember which year it was. It could have been last year. Could have been the year before. I'm not really sure. Think about that, folks. It all blurs together to me.
2: Think about that. Now, before we get into um. Richard of the Week, Pat, I actually found something just tweeted out a few minutes ago that I think would be really helpful for people going into the weekend to think upon, to critically think about. And this comes from Dave Rubin on Twitter. The Democrats are here to destroy America. Right? We, I think everybody can agree that that the original idea of America, the, the capitalistic system, the democratic system they're out there attempting to destroy it i think most of us can agree upon that but the democrats are here to destroy america says dave rubin and the republicans are here to do nothing about it
0: that's a pretty good sum up yeah
2: and we have talked about this and so, what we are witnessing is likely the fracture, the the fissure point in public of the Republican party. It's dead. We're seeing what happened to the Whig party happening in front of our very eyes. That's the reality of what's happening here, folks. I hope you understand that. It's because and and, and the Republicans have only themselves to blame because. The Democrats are here to destroy America, and Republicans have done nothing about it. And they and, and I can't trust that they will do anything about it going forward. Anything of substance, at least. Yeah, you know, we haven't even talked about Joe Biden and his insanity, um, his insane immigration ideas. Right, and no, we're not here to mourn January sixth. As Nancy Pelosi and all the Dems have already tweeted out this morning either.
0: Notice we haven't brought that up until now.
2: And it's not going to be brought up beyond that. Mm -hmm. Because it is not, and I repeat, it is not some sort of historical inflection point in our country. If you actually take the time to look at the trials, look at the things that have been going on to the January 6th, um, individuals, people who have been imprisoned for multiple years for simple trespassing violations, people who have been beaten in prison, um, they've had documents stolen by prison guards, um, they've been violated in other ways for trespassing on the Capitol grounds, Pat. Pat. That's the charge. I can't take you seriously as if this is something that uh, that I need to to mourn. Just no. And again, no. So that being said, Pat, it is time for us, I believe, to crown a brand new for the first time in 2023. Richard of the week. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Lay those wonderful, wonderful um
0: nominees on me. Most certainly. So we first have Corey Bush. We're gonna save
2: the reason why, because she is my well no, she isn't my worst story of the week, but there's a reason for this, Pat, right? Yeah, yes, there is. Well, um, earlier this week, Corey Bush decided to tweet this out. That's right. She decided to tweet out for what it's worth, FWIW at Byron Donald's is not a historic candidate for speaker. He is a prop. Despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent upon holding or intent intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. His name being in the mix is not progress. It is pathetic.
0: And then she doubled down on it. What was it, yesterday?
2: Oh, it gets, it gets better. It mm-hmm. gets better because Byron Donald's pet decided to fire back. Noting, at Corey Bush, if you see a black man rise, let the man rise, even if you disagree with them. I'd be happy to sit down and debate our policies one-on-one whenever you'd like. As a black man to a black woman, I would never do that to you. It's a shame... You did it to me. Racist much, Corey Bush? Um, just in case you were wondering if this was indeed racist or just some wackadoo. Now, she doubled down, Pat. She doubled down on the racism. Noting yesterday, <clears throat> working to overturn the 2020 election and embracing Trump MAGA fascism is not you rising, Byron. You're being used. It helps you politically at the expense of our community. That's what's shameful. It's clear which party promotes white supremacist chaos and which works against it. Racist. I mean, we are I already knew that of about Cory Bush. I mean that Ooh. that she is BLM Inc. to the core. And Ooh. For me, BLM Inc., I, because there are all chapters of Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, that actually are out there attempting to do work in the community to engage the community, to not believe the you know, the insanity of the the manifest of BLM Inc. But she is of the BLM Inc. You know, she is the Patrice Colors and you know all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me, my throat needed a little bit of uh, a tickle. Anyway, I I look at it from that perspective, so I'm not surprised by any of this, but the the suggestion that somebody who's black, this is the most racist thing I can think of. The notion that anybody of any race must think one way or another simply because they have a certain skin color to them is the most racist thing you can think of for me because what does that do that takes away individual agency you talk about you know we see this all the time from from people like Corey bush you don't see us you don't see me you don't see me blah 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 you're talking about individual agency there right or are you just saying uh, that you you must pay attention to me because of my race The suggestion that somebody is, is boiled down simply to their race, and thus that individual must believe X, Y, Z, or A, B, C, and I don't care, like I said, Pat, what race you are. The suggestion that that automatically means this is your belief system is the most racist thing in America and in the world today, because it takes away Somebody's individual agency. And as a libertarian, individual agency, the the ability to make choices that are right for me, as long as those choices are not directly harmful to others, is exactly the point of free markets, free minds, and freedom. Individual agency it goes back to life liberty pursuit of happiness in the in the declaration of independence that is individual agency what i see as life liberty pursuit of happiness can be different and the suggestion that simply because of my skin color i must adhere to xyz you can miss me with that representative cory bush it's amazing to me the amount of racism that can exist simply because of somebody's political leanings. So your belief system, Corey Bush, is sincerely held, and it's not because you're black. It's because you're sincerely holding that belief. And that is the only system that gets to rise black people up, right? And otherwise, oh, wait, hang on a second. It was capitalism that did that for you. And it was the, the unchaining of the capitalistic system and the access to the capitalistic system that eventually got your way, right? That has helped lift people like yourself and others, like Byron Donalds, out of that bondage that was wrong and sick and terrible, Or did you just do it because you, or did it just happen because you were black? It turns out you have individual agency in the denial of that individual agency in and amongst your own race, let alone out of that is as, is as racist as humanly possible. And that goes for white people doing that to white people, black people doing it to them, Asian people, Hispanic people, whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm not a monolith. Byron Donalds is not a monolith. Corey Bush, you're not a monolith. People are allowed to think for themselves. And the suggestion that just because you don't think the way that I think, you're being used as some sort of a prop, my God. My God, is that racist? With that, um, so we have Corey Bush. Who
0: else do we have? Well, we have Donald Trump. Hmm. And that was uh, not, not anything for the, the speaker stuff, but it was for um, him blaming the pro-life movement for uh, costing the GOP the midterm elections.
2: While he went in all important races, right, all of the races in which the Senate could have flipped, right? Blake Masters, um, Mehmet Oz, Herschel Walker, the one in New Hampshire, uh, Don Baldrick, I believe was the guy's name in New Hampshire. All of them were your hand picked, endorsed, put the thumb on the scales of the primary candidates, right? And they all got their ass kicked. And in Herschel Walker's case, he lost more votes the second time than he did the first time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I I, I, I just. No, stop picking dog shit candidates. Let's start there.
0: Yeah. And then clearly stop blaming the pro-life movement for that, because um, as I said before, if 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 being pro life is going to cost me elections, I will make that trade every day, all day, to save innocent little lives, because that no no there there's nothing more important than that, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Um, <clears throat> we also have Dan Crenshaw.
2: Seriously, is he not? the most disappointing individual of the last decade when it comes to Republican politics.
0: Yes. It, 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 at least he's in the running for it. Yeah. At least top three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It, what, did, what, what did he, let me guess. Let me guess your pat. Yeah. Um. He hates the people who are holding out yep. on voting for Kevin McCarthy. Yep. And they're a bunch of little terrorists who are whining. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, Leadership. Okay. Mm. There's a difference between having a substantive, hard fought debate and this. This does nobody any good because how do you build trust back with people who called you a terrorist? And then the suggestion was also made by Dan Crenshaw on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, that those Mm. who were like, dude, stop it. Stop it with that language. Well, why don't you just go cry some more, you little baby? They're just words. No. No. They actually have meaning when you are using them in in such a way to disparage somebody else's character.
0: I mean, words matter. Do they not?
2: In some cases, yes. Yeah. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That, that only goes so far. <laughs> when you are attempting to brand somebody and disparage their character using words like that. That's different than name calling, right? That's different than you're a jerk or whatever, but you're attempting to get to the core of the character of the individual here. You're just a terrorist. You're a bad human being. Why? Because I disagree with you. Whom should be the Speaker of the House? I don't know how you, as a party, come together after this. I really don't. And I'm okay with it. You know, I I look at this from the libertarian perspective. Again, it's day four of Congress can't screw me. Fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. Mm-hmm. And, and let's let the American people, and let's let this draw out as long as humanly possible. Let's let the American people understand that these people have literally no power unless you give them power over your lives. Oh, but what happens when when social security che- social security checks will still go out? You it will still happen. More importantly, I don't know, how will we uh, not have social security? But Andrew. More importantly, what if what if what if none of that existed and you got to keep more of your money throughout your working days? Just a suggestion over here you're gonna find out real quickly how little power and how little people actually care about what you're doing in Washington DC So continue on. So we've got Cory Bush we've got Jan Crenshaw, Donald Trump. And I'm assuming we've got a uh, a certain Russian puppet, I mean, uh,
0: powerful leader. No, actually, we don't. He did not make the list this week. Wait, what? No, Vladimir Putin did not make the list this week. Okay. And the reason okay. the re- there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He he called for a ceasefire in Ukraine for Christmas break.
2: Oh well, how magnanimous
0: of him. <laughs> <clears throat> Saving face, much? Yeah, uh-huh, uh huh. Um, so we did somebody else. Who is that somebody else? Well, who did you do? Well, I I went with your suggestion of Sean Hannity. Oh yeah, yeah. And- and 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 pray tell exactly what happened between him and Lauren Bobert there, uh, Andrew. Look, I am no
2: Lauren Bobert fan per se because I find her to be disingenuous in in many cases. I don't find her to be serious. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I find her to speak in platitudes more than actual principle. Is she a good speaker? Yes. Can she be engaging? Sure. That being said, Sean Hannity, Lauren Bobert, in sincerity, goes on to the Sean Hannity program this week in an attempt to to talk and and help Sean Hannity understand what's going on, right? Instead, Hannity spent the entire interview segment just blistering her and attempting to attack her for daring to oppose Kevin McCarthy by simple question. To somebody like Sean Hannity, what the hell happened to you? Sean Hannity was, along with Glenn Beck and maybe one or two other of the bigger names in conservative media, were Mm -hmm. the first to get in and get on the train of the Tea Party. You can make a case, well, wasn't that just a grift? I... This was a sincerely held situation for him just 10 years ago. Right. What the hell happened to him? He sold out somewhere. He was the anti-establishment GOP guy, right? Mm-hmm. That was his shtick, apparently. Uh, so who is our winner? I, I think it's got to be Corey Bush, right? Yeah. Yeah. I- 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 the the if, utter if not, well, racism, would have, would
0: have said Donald Trump, but yeah,
2: the absolute true racism. And I am so happy to have seen um, who was the individual. It was it was another member of the Freedom Caucus yesterday in nomination of Byron Donald's who came out and literally obliterated Corey Bush on the floor of the Senate or on the floor of the House, Ooh. doing it in a way that addressed, by the way, um, not the individual, because you're not supposed to do that, right? That that's part of the house decorum. He did it in a way in which he addressed the the clerk, but then talked about a member of a fellow member of Congress, and did so in a way that mm-hmm, she was embarrassed, and you could see it because they the C-SPAN um, cameras panned right to her, and you could see her like. You know, trying to smile, but also you can see her chest just like she's like heavily breathing because she's so enraged. <laughs> yeah, no, you are a racist. That 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 is just simply the truth. You are an utter racist, and for that, you are our first Richard of the week of twenty twenty three. So mark that on on your calendars pat make sure you put that into the spreadsheet so that we can keep track of whom is our uh richard of the week every week Uh, we were not great at that in 2022 that's a that's a resolution here in 2023 all right that having been said pat your worst story of the week as we open with wait for it wait for it the friar
0: Go ahead. Your worst story of the week, Pat. Well, you know how uh, in the be or not to be, <coughs> we covered abortion
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: being the number one uh, killer of of people in uh correct 2022. Well, this kind of goes along with that. Um, <clears throat> CEO Alexis McGill Johnson. Does that name ring a bell to you? No. Johnson and Johnson. No. CEO of Planned Parenthood. Oh, I, I don't keep up with uh, whom
2: leads that bullshit organization.
0: Sorry. Well, that's that's probably just as well. Um. Well, you see, um. She's proud that her uh, billion-dollar organization aborts unborn babies. Um. A political act, so, so Johnson, a political activist with no health care background, runs the largest abortion group in the U.S. Planned Parenthood aborts more than 340,000 unborn babies every year while reporting billion dollar revenues and donating massive amounts of money to the Democrats' political campaigns. In an interview with The Washington Post this week, Johnson made it clear that she is unapologetic about her abortion advocacy and anyone who supports Planned Parenthood should be, too. She described the killing of unborn babies in abortions as basic health care and emphasized that it's nothing people should be ashamed of. Uh, Responding to a common talking point among Planned Parenthood supporters, Johnson said it's really not a big deal that they do abortions. She, She said saying abortions are just a small part of what Planned Parenthood does is stigmatizing. Um first of all, abortion is a large part of what they do. Um, killing unborn kids is very, very bad. Um, we just saw from like I said from from not the that abortion was the number one killer of unborn uh, of well of people. It, it, it quadrupled infectious disease in 2022. This is absolute insanity, it's abhorrent. And you know what, this this story is why the GOP is fundamentally dead to me. Because they run on, well, we'll defund Planned Parenthood, we'll defund Planned Parenthood, and then they never do. They never do, ever. They claim to be mm-hmm. pro-life. And we still have people like this in power. We still have organizations like this around the country. And they're still killing babies.
2: Now, I will say this. It is their right to have this organization, right? It is their right to sure. go ahead. But it shouldn't come at the funding. It shouldn't come at the their largest fund, right? Their largest place of funding comes from the federal government, right? Take it away. Take yep. the toy away. In fact, I would I would argue that we are better off as a country with the federal government not getting involved in any of this, let private people, oh, sure. let private business, let let whatever do whatever they want. Go for it. Have at it, Haas. It's the marketplace of ideas, and and go from there. Right. That that's where I exist. Okay. Yep. 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 Fair Well That having been said, Pat. Um. Yeah, I just I struggle, I struggle, yep. struggle mightily. Again, we. Steve Dace is famous for saying this, you're famous for saying this. The only people who hate you more than the than the Democratic Party are the Republican Party leaders. Team GOP hates you more than the Democrats do. Get that through your head. And until we have change that shows we are actually going to be serious about a, a simple thing like defunding Planned Parenthood. That is that is. That should be a basic baseline thing that all Republicans can agree upon and enact. Mm-hmm. That should be a basic. But here we are. Now, on my end, I, 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 I have two worst stories. One of them is the one that we have not talked about, and it's a big deal for those who travel for work and travel for pleasure. Uh, Southwest Airlines, man. Uh, you want to talk about killing your business. And this is you know a, a problem because they continue through this week to have issues being able to fly a relatively normal schedule throughout this country. It's a big deal because it is a place that a lot of people count on to be able to fly at a decent price,
0: right? right. Now,
2: I can make an argument that they're actually not that Different in price than a lot of these other
0: businesses. They are not 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 anymore, anyway. They they really aren't.
2: They are different because they use antiquated technology to be able to schedule things and do things. Um, and they haven't kept up with the times when it comes to being able to stay on course. So it's one of my worst stories of the week because of that. But the real worst story of the week comes from the world of sports, and it's actually twofold. Um, one of them is the Damar Hamlin situation. Now, it's good news because it sounds like he is speaking. It sounds like he is regaining function and, and moving forward. So that is the positive side of this. But the negative side of this is the fact that here we are again, you can't question the religiosity of COVID insanity. The Sports writers, right? The, the Corona bros and gals out there. How dare anybody make a correlation? Riddle me. What in the blue hell would cause this when multiple doctors, including the people at the UC Medical Center, University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Pat, riddle me. How I am supposed to, to take you as the reporter seriously when they are telling us that the concept of the hard hit, right? The the, the comiomarditis or whatever the hell it is, right? Comoditis, whatever, right? That this would be the thing that happened to him. That he took a blow and the heart stopped. Even the people at UC Medical Center are telling the Corona bros and gals out there. No, that's extremely, extremely rare and did not happen in this case. And how do we know that? Because he had to be resuscitated not once, but twice in the case of, of the thing that they're advancing as the theory of what happened. It should only happen once because it is a, it is a loss of rhythm of the heart. It is kind of like um, people who suffer with AFib, right? Right. You need to shock it back into rhythm or get it back into sinus rhythm, and it only happens once, and you're good. Now, until the next time it happens, but the next time it happens is not like an hour later, okay? That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. If that is the case with AFib, something else is going on with your heart, okay? It's the same concept, right? They can't accept that that is the reality, but and they're over here telling the rest of us, how dare you talk about the vaccination, and how dare you? When's the time that we can talk about it? Because we can look at um, cardiac arrest cases from all over the world in all sorts of different sports. We can look at Jake Hescock Uh, at the University of Central Florida, 25 or 26 years old, former Wisconsin Badger, simply out for a jog, drops dead, cardiac Um, arrest, Uh, non-contact. We have people running. We have people playing contact sports. We have all sorts of things happening. And, and weird, relatively population-wise healthy, dying at exorbitant numbers of things that are completely insane. So my one of the two worst stories of the week is the suggestion that we can't have this discussion. Because if the NFL is serious about the health of and wellness and the NFLPA is serious about the health and wellness of its players exploring this. Now, here's the rub on that, Pat, right? The NFL and the NFLPA lined up in lockstep with the CDC and basically pushed the vaccination down the throats of its players. And they did what governments like in the city of Chicago, like New York City, like Los Angeles and San Francisco did, right? Right. It wasn't the carrot in the stick. It was, I'm going to, I'm going to whap you over the head with the stick until you take the carrot. They can't go backwards, right? You can't undo what you did. And you can't then tell me five years from now, oops, we're sorry. Sorry doesn't cut it when you've got players that are dying on the field because you caused heart issues. By forcing vaccination upon them. If the NFL and the NFLPA were serious, they'd be in a room right now <clears throat> attempting to get to the bottom of what may be a, not necessarily a rare thing, but a potential risk in informing their players how to mitigate from that risk. Right? Right. And being open and transparent about it. Hey, here's here's something that happened, regardless of whether that's from the vaccination or something else. Here's how we're going to deal with this going forward. Will they do that? No. Instead, they've spent their time attempting to cover their asses for daring to do what they did during uh the 2021 season. Right? Right. Look at the look at the hollow blue. I, I'll ask you this, right? Could Aaron Rodgers Drop dead tomorrow, absolutely right. anybody Anybody could, anybody Anybody could, could, right? Mm -hmm. But let's let's lose use Aaron Rodgers as as the starting point to this conversation, or maybe the end point of this conversation, because Aaron Rodgers did not get a vaccination. Is he looking smarter or dumber today? Looking smarter. Why? Because we just don't have enough information, and more importantly, he's a healthy. Active individual. This is the the subset of people that have a zero point zero 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 one percent chance of dying from the COVID-19 virus. We just saw Damar Hamlin literally die not once but twice. And he's lucky as hell to be alive. And what was Damar Hamlin's first question, by the way? Did we win?
0: Yeah.
2: And for all the people who said this game should never be played. Bullshit. Demar Hamlin Demar Hamlin literally said those things when he woke up. He cared more about the game than he cared about his own
0: health. Did we win? I don't know if it was the game but he definitely cared about his team.
2: Right, he cared. That's yeah. my point, right? right? My point is that he cared about the thing that was going on at the time. He right. he was his whole life stopped. Literally stopped, right? He couldn't breathe on his own, he couldn't act upon his own, and all he cared about was knowing whether or not he his team had won the game.
0: Oh, uh, and, and by the way, the jerks that are going after T. Higgins for that hit on the Cincinnati Bengals. How was T. Higgins ridiculous?
2: supposed to do there?
0: Yeah. That's a violent ridiculous. sport, my friends. Violent.
2: Stupid. Stupid, stupid. Now. So that my worst part of that is the Corona Bros, the NFL, the NFLPA. How dare we? We, we can't, uh, we cannot, you cannot, you cannot speculate. You have speculated, you have tossed down the the gauntlet of COVID-19 vaccine for evs and mask up and and you bought into every bullshit argument the government has made over the last two years. So go screw yourself when it comes to not speculating on this, because here's the rub on all of it, right? If if it this is not normal, so what the hell caused it? We should be able to ask the question, asking it. We're not saying that this is what happened. We need to know. We need to ask the question. The NFLPA, the NFL should be as curious as you and I are. Instead, they are busy covering their asses and making sure people don't dare to question their decision in 2021.
0: Furthermore, it, it, these these are the same people that could question your vaccination status when this was all first being rolled out. But yet we can't yep. question. We, you can question someone's vaccination status, but you can't question whether or not incidents like this or because of the jab. You can't you can't do that. It's back. It's just backwards. It's back ass words. Yeah.
2: All right. Now. Sticking in the realm of sports, but my 1B of worst stories of the week comes from the United States Soccer Federation um, and U.S. Men's National Team Head Coach Greg Berhalter. This story is insane on multiple levels, Pat. This is soccer mom, basketball dad, baseball dad to the 10th degree. We have a story that happened this week. Can't, comes out. Greg Berhalter um, abused his wife. That's the story that comes out, right? Uh-huh. Okay, that's bad. That's terrible. That's horrible, right? Agreed. Greg Burhalter was involved in a domestic dispute with his then-girlfriend in 1991. Turns out that this story was leaked, and one of the biggest questions, I need to back up to the World Cup, one of the biggest questions in the World Cup is why is one of our best players, Gio Reyna, or at least potentially best players, Gio Reyna, son of Claudio Reyna, one of, if not the best of the post-94 generation? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, he is he is one of the players that advanced the game and advanced the American as a legitimate soccer player worldwide. He is he is the poster child of it. Okay, so this is his son, and Gio Reyna doesn't get a minute of action until the third game. What the hell's going on, right? Well, Greg Berhalter attempted to do the CYA during the tournament and, and used, well, he's just not fit enough yet, right? What the hell? Is there an injury? Whatever, right? People were speculating on that. It turns out that Gio Reyna was not turning up for training on time, was doing some things behind the scenes that weren't great. Okay. So during the tournament, they attempted to CYA for Reyna, not make him look bad, right? But after the tournament, you know, stuff began to leak out. Gio Reyna has to apologize for what he did. Um, He had to apologize during the tournament to his team, uh, regain their trust and do all those things. Okay, so that's all fine and dandy. But in revenge for Claudio Reyna's name—or not Claudio Reyna, but uh, Gio Reyna's name—being mentioned in the in in the the truth being leaked out. Okay, Claudio Reyna's wife Danielle leaked the story of Greg Berhalter <clears throat> beating the crap out of his wife in 1991. First of all, they weren't married. That's neither here nor there. They were still dating. Number two, apparently in a heated discussion or a heated moment, Greg Burhalter kicked her in the leg. That's bad, right? Not great. 1991, Pat. The attempt to use this. As a leverage position, right? Now, mind you, Claudia Reno and Greg Berhalter were thick as thieves throughout most of the early 2000s. These are two of the greatest players of that generation, right? Right. Two of the guys that you would count on alongside Landon Donovan and some other people. But that notwithstanding, what the hell is going... How You leak this, this thing? You leak this story. The United States Soccer Federation probably already knew about this, right? Cuz you're doing your due diligence before you hire a coach. It was in 1991, Pat. The US Soccer Federation, and that's not why this story, by the way, is my worst story of the week. This still is not why. What is the US Soccer Federation's response to this, Pat? Uh,
0: I I wouldn't know because I don't keep track of the US Soccer Federation. Okay.
2: What would you say an NFL team's response to this might be when this information is now made public?
0: Oh, they would probably cancel that individual.
2: Bingo. Right. Okay. So Greg Berhalter is on indefinite suspension. Um, his assistant coach is going to lead the January camp and January games because we need to play games in January for some freaking reason right after a world cup. But Hey, either here nor well, Definitely here and there. I don't understand it. Don't need to know why we're doing it. Um. That notwithstanding, you had to have known about this information out being out there, right? Prior to hiring Greg Berhalter as your head coach, as your manager. Had to have known it. If not, you are an absolutely pathetic organization when it comes to doing your background checking. Because this is a police thing okay greg berhalter comes out makes a statement owns up to to the thing right that he did in 1991 and then walks you through all of the different steps that he has taken since then now mind you his girlfriend is now his wife okay they have three beautiful kids together right they've been married for 20 plus years Shouldn't this be an opportunity for the United States Soccer Federation or any organization like this in a public eye to come out and say, We do not condone domestic violence? Right? Should that not be the opportunity? But then also in the same breath, say, We don't condone domestic violence. However, we also do condone growth, we do condone people changing their lives and getting second chances and opportunities.
0: Which just sounds like what this guy did. It
2: would be different if, since 1991, Greg Berhalter has had multiple incidents, right? Right. It would be different if these incidents have begun to happen again. It's very simple. You do this again, you're gone, right? Right. But instead, they have vilified him. They have made him a villain. They have gone so far as to hire independent investigators as if he is somehow guilty of some absolutely insane thing this happened in 1991 the suggestion that greg burhalter can't be the coach in 2022 third we're talking 30 years ago pat Are, is this un, an unredeemable situation no no this is a very redeemable situation. This should be a situation in the United States Soccer Federation holds Greg Burhalter up as a as a model of growth and change. And this should be the representation of what you want out of an individual. Hey, yes, he made this horrific terrible mistake and he has regretted it every day of his life since then, but he has also worked to make sure that this never happens again. He has put in the work, put in the effort, and that is what we want out of our players, right? To hey, look, let's put the effort, the work, the hard work, do the things that you need to do, right? To become, you know, a, a better person and a better player. What better person to do that than it's somebody who has gone through it themselves? Instead, it's a vilification of somebody who made a horrific mistake 31 years ago. We're not talking about him murdering somebody. We're not talking about him, you know, I, I I just struggle with this because on the one hand, I don't condone domestic violence in any way, shape, or form. But at the same point in time, if this was an isolated situation, if this is the first and only time that this happened, right? And he learns, he grows, he gets the training, the counseling, He and to his credit, he is showing that he's still going through and still does. Um, go through group therapies, and does all of this stuff to this day for it. And I sincerely repented of it. We are a nation of second opportunities and second chances. So what the hell is the United States Soccer Federation doing here? That's why this is my worst story of the week, by the way. What is the U.S. Soccer Federation doing here? It should tell Danielle Reyna to pound sand. And we are going to stand, not by our man, but we're going to stand by the principle of opportunity, second chances, growth, change, and humanity. Instead, this is the result of all of the wokeness that has gone on inside U.S. Soccer Federation, all of the weakness that has gone on for, you know, for a long time. Look at Roger Goodell. I also look at him as a weak leader. I also look at a lot of these people in these positions of power, um, the, the Major League Baseball commissioner, another great example of that. It's not as if Greg Berhalter beat the tar out of his wife yesterday. That's a different story. This happened in 1991. It's never happened again. There's no report of it ever, ever, ever happening again. It's very simple. We are going to stand by Greg Berhalter as that example. We will investigate further and make sure that this is an isolated incident. But we believe in those opportunities. Now, the the other question is separate from this, right? Should he lead this going forward into 2026? And should he be the man to be able to advance the ball down the field? Right? Advance us from getting out of the group stage to demanding that we are at least in the quarterfinals every year, every time, right? Demanding excellence of this team, not just performance, but excellence. That's a separate question, right? His ability to, to move forward in this organization should be siloed off from this other story. But what the hell are you doing leaking this? simply because you didn't like how somebody handled your son's indiscretions. What is this high school drama? Like like what the hell? I, I I second chances, people. Third chances. Fourth chances. No, I'm not saying that his second or third or fourth chance has to come at the helm of the United States men's national team. I'm not saying that. But we are a nation that gives people chance after chance after chance. We do it all the time. And we should because that's what God has commanded us to do. That doesn't mean that you bury your head in the sand every time. It means that you allow them the opportunity while also putting up the parameters, right? Stupid. Stupid all the way around. Uh, any other stories, Pat, that belong in the fryer? Uh Not currently. All right, with that having been said, your final thoughts this week.
0: Don't get lost, wherever you are, no means no, and Corey Bush is racist. Please be smart,
2: be safe, be kind, have yourselves a great weekend. Make sure you eat all of your meals. And as always, Matthew 547.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.